you come to conclusions Oh, Carolina rule Has a hand in my confusion Wait for me to choose Which quarter to bend it To soon make me blue Are the red that I'm attending Now Carolina rule Has my heart And all I want to do Thought the game was over Then from the blue Carolina's at my shoulder Oh, laughter in her eyes And a smile that touches all the guys Dublin where I fell in love 
Some folks when they fall in love They'll take a flight to Spain Or walk the streets of London In the sweet soft summer rain In Paris love fills the air You can lose your place in time Now I'm coming back to where you are And leaving all behind Take me back to Dublin where I fell in love It's there that I met you and it's you I'm dreaming of I can't believe I left the one God said from above Take me back to Dublin where I fell in love Take me back to Dublin where I fell in love Beneath the clock at Cleary's On O'Connell Street we'd meet From there we crossed the bridge Holding the hands on Grafton Street We laughed and sang in Temple Bar We didn't need to go too far Then from you I stole a kiss Underneath the Irish stars Take me back to Dublin Where I fell in love It's there that I met you And it's you I'm dreaming of I can't believe I left the one God sent from up above Take me back to Dublin Where I fell in love Take me back to Dublin where I fell in love Oh, I held you on Port Marnock Beach in the evening time We continued up the road of peace to lovely Malahide As long as I'm with you and you are there with me There's no other place in this world I'd rather be to Keologus Crack. It is Ken here and my old pal Mark is down there in Etobicoke. How are you doing, Mark? Uh, maybe he's not. Uh, Marco, you've got your mic on mute there, pal. Can you hear me, Kenny? Yeah, we can now. Good man yourself. All oh, right, boy, we're yeah. live. We're, we're live there and uh, you're welcome along to MixLR Keologus Crack. How are you doing here this morning, Marco? Uh, doing good, pal. Yeah, great job on the uh, on the old radio show there as well. Some fine tunes, lots of compliments uh, firing in from uh, from my side of the network anyway. And uh, good morning to you as well. And welcome to all of our listeners. 
Big weekend, uh, of course, Father's Day weekend. I neglected to mention that on the uh, the radio program. It's a problem when you're taping it, Mark, midweek. You kind of forget about what's coming up on the weekend, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So apologies absolutely. To, uh, to all the daddies out there. Uh, we certainly wish everybody uh, a very happy Father's Day. And uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting about a few things uh, as the show goes on. But big news, Marco. Sport is pretty much back. Uh, oh my gosh. At least, at least a lot of the ones that uh, our listeners will be uh, tuned into. Um, and but big news coming out of uh, some of the sports here, Mark. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, a couple of professionals have caught COVID. Uh, Connor McKenna, Tyrone Ace, and uh, now of course in the AFL, a big star down there. Uh, has caught COVID. He went back to Ireland in, in March when all this kind of kicked off and then came back to Australia, spent the two weeks in quarantine, had five negative tests and then uh, has come down with COVID-19. So a uh, big shock to the AFL community down there. And uh, obviously their game against uh, Melbourne, uh, he plays for Essendon and uh, their game against Melbourne is cancelled tomorrow. Uh, is that as a result of that a bit of oh, news? Oh yeah, or? yeah, direct it result is. of that. Oh. oh gosh, yeah, yeah. In fact, earlier the I suppose the the commissioner of the AFL had said if any player comes down that we're going to cancel the league. But I I know there's been mm -hmm. some leniency around that. That's not going to happen at this stage anyway, unless yeah, I suppose yeah. a, a bunch more uh, um, uh, contracted. But uh, that's the news from there. And then golfer Nick Watney, who was on the putting green with Rory McIlroy yesterday. Uh, sent Rory a text telling him that he's come down ill and he has COVID-19. Yeah. So the first golfer, yeah. I believe, to have it. He is. And uh, similar to the uh, similar to the Tyrone uh, uh, person you were talking about there, uh, he indeed was tested not 24 hours earlier, which is protocol with the PGA Tour that, that they all get tested and he tested negative. So it just goes to show that uh, from day to day that, you know, the testing can, can change. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, no. Definitely. Of course. And I've also heard. I don't know if this was a bit of fake news, but I think I read that uh, Austin Matthews, Toronto Maple Leafs player, also has COVID nineteen. I don't know if you heard that yet or not. I did so, indeed. Um, my kids shared that with me last night. Now they got it off um, that that app. I guess six in the six or something like that. But then they also confirmed that it was in the Toronto Sun. So not. I'm yeah. not 100% on that. We won't panic everybody with it, but uh, yeah, that was the, yeah. I did not see it on any official sports sites yet. Uh, but uh, that was the news circulating around the Toronto uh, market last night was that Austin Matthews has contracted it. So, Well, I'll, I'll tell you, the entire Tottenham team yesterday looked like they had it, Kenny, when I was watching them. <laughs> Certainly in the second half, Mark. You can't have been too impressed. Manchester United fans would have been very pleased to see Mr. Pogba come back in because he certainly turned that game on its head. Although Roy Keane in the uh, in the Sky uh, commentary had a few very critical words about De Gea and uh, a few other other players there. So, uh, uh, yeah, not uh, Tottenham's finest hour, I'd say, or hour and a half. So anyway, uh, a one-one uh, finish there in that game, and uh, there's uh, there's obviously a few games going on here this morning. There was games, of course, last week as well. Uh, Manchester City uh, 
took down Arsenal, a very, very poor performance from Arsenal as well. 3-0 was the result in that. Aston Villa 0-0 with Sheffield on Wednesday. And then yesterday, the other game, which uh, had a couple of Irish players in that, uh, was mm-hmm. uh, 3-0 to uh, Southampton or over Norwich. And uh, in the early game this morning, Watford and Leicester were 1-1. And in the live game right now, Brighton and Arsenal are ripping it apart, nil-nil uh, <laughs> uh, at, the, at the half there. So uh, they're just starting up, I think, the second half there. And the Bundesliga, Mark, a league that we've been following because they were first back, got wrapped up during the week. And big surprise, a shocker, but Bayern Munich have wrapped up that league there. So uh, they still have a, a few games to go. And I just uh, was watching a game earlier this morning. Uh, Lewandowski has now set the record for the top scorer for a non-German in the Bundesliga. Wow, wow. Good for him. Yeah, there you go. That's fair going. That's fair going, all right. It is um, indeed. This, we have, go on. I was going to say, yeah, I um, I know we've got a few guests coming on today, Kenny. And, uh, you know, a lot. we have Della coming on to... Tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on there with the um, with the Galway Arms as uh, as we enter a phase where they can start to uh, kind of reopen. So we'll hear from her a little bit on that, of course. Yeah, we're going to hear what the new normal is at the Galway Arms. I did speak with uh, Patrick Quinn Jr. this week as well. Uh, they will not be opening yet. Uh, we are uh, we're due to have a chat again on Monday when there, I think there's going to be some more announcements. And then we'll have Pat yeah. on uh, on the program in due course as well to give us an update as to when we can go and see the Quinn family too. But he super, did want to super. wish uh, all our listeners the very best. And uh, Anne is doing great. She's down in Florida, due back home, I think, next week, he was telling me. so. Uh, but they're all doing great and wanted to wish everybody in, in the listenership here the very best. So, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. All, all right. right. And you... Yeah, do you want to? Have you got a what kind of tunes? Have you got? Uh, oh, sure, we got. We're loaded up with great tunes. There's one a little bit later now uh, that might bring a tear to your eye that I have lined up, but um, we'll we'll oh, save oh. that one. We'll save that for a little bit later. We did kick off the show there with uh, Mary Black, and uh, then followed up with the fella called Andy Cooney, who's an uh, an Irish American singer. He's won a nine children mark. Uh, and yeah. he was born in Long Island, and he's been singing songs since he was a wee fella. Directed by his Dublin born born grandfather and that song there was take me back to dublin a place it might be a while before we get to see again but anyway we'll keep the fingers <laughs> crossed that someday the flights will be up and running and it'll be safe to yeah. go uh, now this uh, one's yeah, been uh, this one's been making the rounds this this song here um i don't know if you caught it yet because it was only released on the 18th of june irish women in harmony have you seen that one with dreams oh i have i have it's incredible incredible it's yeah. spectacular we're going to play it here now for you but uh ah, if you haven't seen the 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 video do go on there it was a fundraiser for uh, safe ireland you can you can check it out and donate safeireland.ie there has been unfortunately a 20 percent increase in domestic abuse through covid19 and uh, all the irish women singers have got to together and uh done the uh done the song dreams so um there's a bunch of artists of course that we've played on the program here as well emma langford loa lisa hannigan imelda may roshi no chabelle saint sister moya brennan Anya cattle fair roar caroline car oh just to mention a few there's tons of them on there so uh check this out and hopefully we'll have uh della coming up shortly um and uh we'll have a wee chat with her as well stay tuned beautiful Thank you. 
times as they go Through the rusty gate Where the fields of barley grow Go from great brown to green and gold The whole birds are waiting for me The night's getting colder The barley grows golder as far as I can see beautiful that is the sound of Aoife scott of her uh 2020 album actually called homebird and um that is a song called homebird so there you go Aoife scott of course is the daughter of francis black all right well beautiful. we're just waiting on uh della to give us a ring there mark but uh yeah we haven't seen her come in yet. And uh, just to let people know, we've got a singer-songwriter, Cork-born, Paulie, will be joining us from Ireland today. He uh, will uh, tell us a little bit about his music and what he's doing. He's fairly new to the music scene, so we'll be interested to have a chat with him. He's got a couple of new songs, one called Cocoon, which he brought out through the uh, the COVID time period here. And a little bit listening. later on, we're going to have Curry Mortimer calling us from Ottawa. And Curry is the, um, she's the treasurer of the Canadian GAA. And it's going to be very interesting news because she will be bringing us the back to play strategy for the Canadian uh, GAA. So we look forward to getting that news from Curry. 
And of course, we know as well that they've uh, accelerated the, the, the kickoff of, um, of GA now. They're in the process of mobilizing the, the, uh, the start of the season a bit earlier than, than they first thought, Ken. So it's great to see that, uh, that Canada is falling in line with that as well. And um, uh, that, that should be a very interesting conversation. I know they've been working very hard to, uh, to, to get some plans in place there. So it'd be great. Great bit yeah. of a conversation going there. Great news out of Ireland uh, yesterday, of course, for all the sports. The 29th of June is the big day. And mm-hmm. uh, then um, all teams of all levels can get back to uh, to training. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, the, the GEA will accelerate that. So it's great. Wonderful news. Yeah, brilliant. And I was listening to, uh, you were talking about Paulie there. I was listening to some of his stuff there. And it's um, and uh, so some, some great, great material there. So looking forward to hearing that as well. Yeah, very good. Well, we'll have him coming up at the bottom of the hour here, and uh, then we'll be on to Ottawa near near yeah. the new the noon hour. So, look forward Super. to that. Okay. Well, look at while we try and get Della going here, we'll play another track, and uh, we'll go from there. Here's Celtic Women and uh, Chernanog. <laughs>
Take me away from the city and lead me to where I can be on my own. I wanted to see you, and now that I have, I just wanna be left alone. I'll always remember your kind words, and I'll still remember your name. But I've seen you changing and turning. And I know that things just won't be the same. I remember that summer in Dublin, and the lifts it stank like hell, and the young people walking on Grafton Street, and everyone looking so well. When my humming was smothered by a 46A and the scream of a low flying jet, so I jumped on a bus to Dunleary, stopping off to pick up my guitar, and a drunk on the bus told me how to get rich. I was glad we weren't going too far. Find a place where I can hear the wind and the birds and the sea on the rocks, and where open roads always are near. And if sometime I tire of the quiet, and I wanna walk back up that hill, I'll just get on the road and I'll stick out my thumb, 'cause I know for sure you'll be there still.
A bit of classic stuff there, Bagatelle and Summer in Dublin. Of course, Summer Solstice is tomorrow, along with Father's Day. And I hope the sun is shining in Dublin, and there's a man on the line that can probably tell us. Paulie, you're very welcome to Keolagos Crack. How are you doing? Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All good. Uh, all the crack of sunlight coming through a few clouds there, but uh, <laughs> we'll take the, good, the positives out of it. I'd say uh, you probably look good on Grafton Street yourself some of these days, do you? <laughs> If there's nobody on Grafton Street these days, Ken. <laughs> Paulie, uh, you're very welcome to the program. Uh, we're delighted to have you. You released a song, Cocoon, uh, a couple of weeks ago. It started to hit the uh, the airwaves there. We've got it lined up right after we talk. Tell us, how's that going for you? Going really well, Ken, yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've been playing music my whole life and writing songs, but um, I never got around to releasing anything. And... Um, so uh, just during the lockdown here in Ireland, during the COVID pandemic, uh, lots of time on my hands, staying out of the pubs and all that. So uh, I decided to, to knuckle down and, and uh, write, record, produce, release three songs, which are coming out on an EP next Friday. And Cocoon was just the leading single came out two weeks ago. Oh, brilliant. Well done. So, so this is a, a, a massive first for you then, is it? It is, yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's been a goal for a long time. I just uh, never went that last step. Well, congratulations. I've been uh, I've been listening to a few of the tracks. We're going to play a couple from you today, and uh, it's great stuff. Especially if uh, if this is a first. So, uh, congrats on that. You were born in Cork, is that right, Polly? Yeah, I was. Yeah, the family's from Cork, and I moved uh, to Galway when I was four, so I, I'm from Galway, really, um, where I lived until after college. Do you, do you tend to kind of maybe pick sports teams, depending on who's going good then? Uh, Cork, Galway, <laughs> Dublin? Exactly right, yeah. <laughs> whoever, whoever wins at that weekend, that's where I'm from. <laughs> Very good. Bobby, who, are, who are some of the influences on... Uh... I mean, I was listening to the Beatles and the Queen when I was growing up because that's what Dad and my older brothers were playing. But um, I suppose myself, I would have listened to The Frames, uh, Coldplay, The Strokes, my favourite band, Tin Lizzy, of course. Um, so all sorts, really. And I, I listen to all sorts. And I think my if you've heard the three songs already, they're very different, I think. So um, kind yeah. of write an array of different stuff as well. Yeah, they are indeed, Polly. And and maybe just for our listeners who haven't heard your your music, how would you describe your uh, your particular music? Yeah, I'd say uh, the the the, king of, the single cocoon is kind of electro pop. I, I generally I'm, I'm I'm a pop type catchy music, but I use guitars, so um, that kind of '90s soft rock with catchy melodies is really how I'd I'd uh, I'd describe it. And and do you tour? Do you play in and around Dublin? What's the what's the story? And and obviously, you know, COVID has has limited that. Are you doing anything on on Facebook and 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 such? Yeah, so all, all across the social media, but I haven't been playing um, touring. And I guess I saw COVID nineteen as an opportunity for me in a in a strange way because I don't have any touring experience and I don't do any gigging. Um, and it's obviously a very competitive market out there. Um, so I said, look, I'll, I'll release these three songs. I'll promote them um, and try and get a following that way. 
And so if, if, if all goes well and there's a demand there, I'd be ready for gigging whenever it comes back, if you know what I mean. And and before the, the COVID stuff, Paulie, would, would people be seeing you in and around the, the pub scene in Dublin? Is that where you'd be kind of basing yourself? Uh, no, in my bedroom or at a house party or at a wedding, I'd take out a guitar, but I wasn't um, going around playing my own stuff, really. Uh, I was just very much writing at home and, and it being a hobby or a passion. Um, but I have a bank of music there. If, if things do pick up, I can keep releasing stuff. Mm-hmm. That's outstanding. Great stuff altogether. Well, it's always good to have uh, to have new Irish artists on the program here and, and help you get your music around the uh, the globe and in particular, obviously, here in the Canadian market. It's uh, it's going to be nice for our Canadian audience to to get a listen to your uh, to your particular music. I'm delighted with that, Ken. And I have to say, I was in Toronto uh, well, when I was 18, so 14 years ago now. For three months, I was living on Bloor and St. George there in downtown. Oh, brilliant. A frat house for three months with my friends, and we had a <laughs> summer of our lives. Oh, I bet. What a great neighborhood that is, for sure. Brilliant yeah. spot to be uh, to be located in. Yeah, so I'm delighted to be on the airwaves over there. I wonder if there's a few of our listeners that might remember you, you know, maybe there's some stories. <laughs> stories, all right. But there's one yeah. guy, Alec Lillis, who's still in there. I'd like to give him a shout out. He's uh, living in downtown there as well. Very good. Well, <laughs> then, uh, obviously, if things kick off, Paulie Fee, and we certainly hope they do, we uh, we certainly hope you won't forget Toronto and you'll be back out here playing a, a live gig for us. Yeah, I don't yeah. love it. I don't love it. Ah, uh, that's Brilliant. fantastic! Fantastic. Are you uh, are you in touch with any of the other uh, up and coming artists around Ireland? Do you have kind of a collective group at all that uh, that sticks together? Yeah, well, hopefully I can join it if there is one soon. But um, not really. There's there's a band, a brand new band. They're releasing a a uh, album next month called Arch Motors. Um, a lad from Clare and a guy from Dublin. And I randomly met him out one night and he's been giving me a bit of advice on, on what to do and in, in releasing it and all that. So I, I've gotten the goodwill of other artists in that regard. But um, as I said, I'm just hitting the scene really, lads. So hopefully I can join a, a group if there is one. Well, that's great, Paulie. Listen, we uh, certainly appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to join us on the programme today. We'll be watching out for you and um, we'll stay in touch as well as, as things progress for you. Um, and we'll let our listeners have a, a, a tune in to a couple of your tracks here. Um, but again, thanks a million for, uh, for joining us and, and certainly stay in touch. Thanks a lot, Ken. I will, of course. Yeah. Best All of luck, Paulie. Well done. Take care. Enjoy the weekend. Appreciate it, lads. Good luck. All right, lads. Well, you heard from Paulie there. Here is his new track, Cocoon, and we'll follow that up with The Fear. Enjoy.
Pauly, brand new artist, uh, a Canadian first, we can say for sure. A fair play to him, writing new songs all the way through uh, the COVID and now releasing them. So uh, it's great to hear from these young artists and the talent that's coming out of the country is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, he um, is very interesting. He, his story, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't done any live uh, performances at all. And he's kind of starting from scratch, isn't he? Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're delighted to have on the line right now, Kerry Mortimer. And uh, Kerry is up there in Ottawa. Kerry, are you still playing for Ottawa Gales or uh, did you pack away the boots? <laughs> well, for some strange reason, I'm still playing. I don't know. I just can't seem to, to give it up. But I've kind of been forced semi-retirement right now with COVID, but uh, I think we're all looking forward to get back back to it when it's safe to do that. Well, I'm sure myself and Mark are, are probably much older than you, and it's hard for us to throw away the boots as well, even though my parents will continue to tell me, like, what am I doing? But uh, yeah. it's too hard, it's too hard. So uh, yeah. you never stop, right? So keep her going. And But on that, I suppose uh, you've been working very hard with uh, with Lorraine. We've gone right to the source here uh, to give us the uh, back-to-play strategy for the uh, Canadian GEA. What can you uh, tell us, Kerry? Yeah, yeah, we've been working very hard over the last number of weeks um, on the strategy and the guidelines. Um, we have a lot of, you know, reference documents that we've been looking at. Um, the LGFA and GA and Camogie put out uh, joint guidelines that, you know, we looked at. But we have to be very cognizant of making sure that within Canada that we're looking at the federal, provincial, and municipal 
uh, guidelines and following those. Uh, and so we've kind of taken all those inputs. We have, uh, you know, legal review and insurance review because, um, you know, we just have to ultimately make sure that it's safe, you know, safe for our members to go back and play, um, safe for our clubs to be able to sort of sanction, you know, being able to play and safe for Canada GA to sanction going back to play. And we really can't do that until we're, you know, really certain on sort of the, the safe way to do that. And so that's kind of what we're working on. So in mid-May, we surveyed our members. So uh, we had a great response. We had over 465 members respond to our survey. So we wanted to get a sense of, you know, where is everybody's comfort level with this? And, you know, it, it really ranges. We had, you know, lots of comments that, hey, you know, we can't, we can't wait to get back to play and and you know can we can we go now type of thing and we're like well no we can't because we need the guidelines we need the authorities to say it's okay to do so uh, and then we had others who are like you know what i'm not even comfortable going back in august or june or even till next year so it, it really does vary and it's a very personal um you know sort of uh view to it for, for different people. So um, we put together uh, a working group. So Lorraine uh, Muckian, our vice chair for CGA is the chair of that working group. And we had an incredible response from across the country from our members. We had over 40 members volunteer uh, to be part of the working group. Um, so that was just phenomenal. It kind of just gives you a, a sense of how committed people are. Um, so we have 10 uh, people that are working on it, and we have uh, two other members who are working on the French translation, which is a, a big job in and of itself. Um, and so we have the guidelines ready to, uh, we'll be releasing tomorrow. Oh, very good. Excellent. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, the other challenge I'm sure you've had too is, you know, with the different uh, provincial stuff and then the regions within that, cities, all sorts of bylaws. I mean, that's got to make it really challenging when you're trying to put a, a national program together. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because as you probably know, uh, Friday, you know, a week ago, Ontario said, okay, basically sports associations, every, all of you outside of the GTA, you know, you can kind of go back and we have clubs in Ottawa and Kingston. So, you know, they said, oh, okay, you can start doing thing, you know, activities, but GTA, you know, you can't. And so that's, you know, same within other jurisdictions as well. So the guidelines have to be sort of, you know, we're, we're making them, um, but, Ultimately, you know, there is a regionalization of it based on the local health authorities. So we, we recognize that in and we talk about that in the guidelines. But essentially, you know, it's a phased approach. Um, you've probably seen that, you know, anyone who's paying, paying close attention to what sports associations can do. Um, and so our first phase is going to be, you know, non-contact activities only in groups of 10 or less and maintaining the physical distancing. So it's going to be different. It's not, you know, you're not going to be playing your regular, um, you know, games or training or, or, you know, defending or tackling or anything like that. You know, a lot of the first phase focus is just going to be getting out there, training, um, you know, anything you can do sort of from a, a physical distancing uh, perspective. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be an, any kind of a timeline set from that to, to the next phase or that is again just down to the to the yeah. medical advice that we're going to get from, from well the yeah that's exactly it it's going to be very much phased and so we can say once these guidelines are out tomorrow then we say to clubs okay based on this we're in phase one and so you you know we're sanctioning sort of activity back based on the guidelines which you know are, are quite quite detailed about you know different things like the you know focus on skills and and drills that you know uh, have physical distancing you know things like label your water bottle and don't share them um you, you know just even things like that um you know everyone bring their own equipment um th those types of things and then things you know that clubs need to be aware of is um just 
you know, t- keeping track of who's at training each day. So is it, right. if there is somebody that tests positive, you know, we're going to have, they're going to have to work with the public health authorities to get advice on sort of how to do tracing. But what we have to do as the, as the clubs um, is actually, you know, keep record of who's at training. So the, those types of things, there'll be some administrative things that, that uh, we're all going to have to tighten up on um, to be able to kind of, you know, make this work for everybody and everybody. Sure. You know, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, and so what's the cadence of communication then that you have across the, uh, across the country? Are, are you guys meeting on a weekly basis? Is it, is it, um, you know, is it as fluid, I guess, uh, yeah. you know, the frequency with which you have to meet? And then where are you ultimately, are you operating kind of autonomously or is there, is there someone from Croke Park intervening to kind of oversee all of this or are you, you yeah. find you're able to make decisions yourselves? Yeah. Um, yeah. All good questions. So we're, I mean, in terms of sort of the working group or our Canada committee is talking daily, basically uh, different, different ones of us, Lorraine and I are certainly, you know, multiple times a day chatting cause we're, we're kind of hands-on uh, with, with writing it. And then our working group, we, you know, since our first meeting, we've been, you know, exchanging back and forth probably on a daily basis. And then we sort of set the cadence for the working group in the terms of reference is that bi-weekly is that we'll have a meeting. And so we made sure on the working group that there was some from every province where we have a club and then they will be um you know sort of the ears ears to the ground in their province and bringing back to us okay here's where we're at in pei or here's where we're at in uh when you know in manitoba and then we'll have that and, and then that'll be communicated out so you know we recognize this is a living document it will be released tomorrow but there could be you know if, if things change dramatically uh, you know a, a version 1.1 by you know Thursday, you know we just don't know. So it is sort of the, the first phase, and, and we'll be kind of communicating as um, as things change and updating. So in the document, we have sort of outlined five phases, but the only one we have a date to is phase one, because we don't know when we'll be able to get to phase two, three, four, and five. Right, right. Uh, and then you asked another question, and I <laughs> the last question, and I can't remember now. He's probably forgotten himself. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So yeah, that's the communication, and so we'll we'll send it out. Um, you know, our, our uh, CGA secretary will send it out tomorrow to the clubs. Um, give a bit of time to kind of for the clubs to get it out to their members, and then we'll share the document on our Canada GA website, so that all members can access it. Uh, you know, some social media, and then we're looking to hold a webinar. You know, maybe sort of a week from from now, just so then clubs have a you know, a, a bit of time to digest it. And then whatever questions they may have, they can, they can bring to us in that forum. I mean, obviously they can send questions before that, but that just kind of gives a, a, an open forum for everybody. And oh, and you asked about how much is our autonomous we are. Um, so definitely we reference the CGA, or sorry, the, the, the GAA LGFA Camogie guide, but ultimately because we have to adhere to Canadian um, sort of health authority uh, directives. Yeah. Ultimately, we write it. We don't. It doesn't get approved or reviewed by by Croke Park because it, it's we're you know within this jurisdiction. At, we're we're the county here, and so we have to be writing it for it to work um, and be acceptable. And we had legal review and insurance review and, and everything. So we have sort of our experts um, also guiding us on on how we should go forward. Right. Wonderful. Any requirement at all, uh, Kerry, for for testing for players and and staff, you know, coaches and that before they come to to training or I suppose uh, eventually so, games. Yeah, so we're at this point um, we're not um, directing testing to be done, but every member must do a couple of things. One is um, to fill out a health 
uh, assessment, a, a self-administered health assessment and questionnaire, uh, sorry, and declaration. So basically it's a bunch of questions around, you know, do you have symptoms? Have you been in contact, et cetera, et cetera. And they have to, you know, basically declare that and then hand that into the club to be retained there. Um, and so then there is protocols around, okay, if somebody is found to test positive, then, you know, if they're, that's why we have to keep track of, you know, who's in the training group of 10. And then there could be that, okay, then they have to, if they were that group, then they would have to self-isolate, report, you know, to, to public health for kind of next steps. So we're not doing testing, but we're, we are absolutely um, requiring that everybody does a health assessment and declaration prior to training. Right, right. Yeah. And that's and in, included in the document. That's obviously going to be so important, as you you may have seen there, uh, Connor McKenna, um, yes. in the AFL, just came down, but, you know, had, had yeah. five negative tests and then one positive one. So it just... Uh, yeah. We just don't know with this, do we? We're, uh... Well, that's it. And that's why, you know, um, we've had, we have people that are really keen and, you know, can we get back? And we're like, no, you know, you, you can't until we have these guidelines. And, and it's really, these guidelines are here to protect all of us, you know, our members ultimately, but also us as club executives, right? If, if we're out there saying, yes, go ahead. Well, then we, you know, we have to be cognizant of sort of the, you know, insurance and, and legal implications of that. So that's why these guidelines are so critical for all of us to, you know, to protect everybody. Sure, sure. Well, we'll obviously uh, want to stay close uh, to you and uh, get more of uh, these announcements so we can get it out to the community, which is, uh, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to share what you have with us today. And, uh, and certainly, as I say, look forward to uh, continuing to uh, keep the communication flowing for you as well uh, here on the yeah. show. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, we really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it, it's a way to kind of uh, let members know we have been working very diligently and it's, it's vastly more important to get this right than get it out fast. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'm sure like, this is just a huge uh, undertaking, too. And the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes, as you say, even from a, just a translation point uh, here in, yeah. in, uh, in North America, right, especially in Canada, obviously, with the French Canadian piece, too. So, yeah. So well That's done. It. You've uh, you've had a bit of a whirlwind uh, route to Ottawa, uh, <laughs> Kerry. You were born in Australia, I understand. Yes, yes, born born in Australia, and uh, lived there, and then moved when I was four to Ballymena, and uh, lived there for a year on on route, and then uh, moved to Canada when I was five. So my parents got around. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. But spent a bit of time in Calgary too. Uh, yeah, yeah. From the age of five, and I went to University of Calgary there, and then uh, moved to Ottawa uh, about 22 years ago. And I only, I only, you know, picked up Gaelic when I was 29. Oh <laughs> so my! I was, I was just going to ask if you had yeah. played uh, kind of throughout your your life, but uh... no, no, never did. But I played soccer, so I played soccer, you know, competitively, and played at University of Calgary. And then uh, oh, when I, on my soccer team out here, Brita Kelly, who you know everybody I think knows Brita, um, you know, she my maiden name is Macaulay, so once she heard my name, Carrie Macaulay, she knew she zeroed in on me and and didn't <laughs> relent. And I'm I'm sure glad she didn't, because honestly, as soon as I stepped on the field and got into the community, I was absolutely hooked. So That's fantastic. And your parents are uh, doing well. Are they in Ottawa as well? Uh, no, they're uh, they're in Vancouver now. Oh, they, they retired out there because my brother and sister are there. So uh, all the grandkids are there. So so uh, anyway, but they're out for a visit now. So, uh, um, you know, it's good. Good to have them here. Uh, brilliant. Give them a big shout out there and uh, yes, to all the folks back in Antrim. Yes. Yeah, well yeah. done, Kerry. It's a, this, listen, it's great work you're doing, and um, 
you know, it's not lost on people. I hope that this is all voluntary, right? So it's it's incredible that you know you're dedicating your time to you know making sure that uh, you know that that the decks are clear and that safe protocols are in place for uh, for a game we all love, right? So well done. Yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Excellent, Kerry. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, good luck with everything, and good luck with getting the games back up and running as well. And uh, yep. good luck in uh, in your season too once it uh, kicks Thanks. off. Thanks. Yeah, we'll see you guys out there on the pitch then. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks absolutely. So much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. Thank All you. All the best. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.
There you go that's a very nice rendition of spencer hill and of course Beauty. with uh, the 23rd of june mentioned in there mark we thought we'd throw that one in because it's uh the 20th of june can you believe it the 20th of june oh. already it's in, it's incredible it is longest incredible. day of the year tomorrow marco the longest day of the year is tomorrow wow i did yeah, not summer, know that summer solstice oh. is happening tomorrow mark and uh father's day as well i suppose so uh again yeah. happy father's day to all of them out there that one yep. there, by the way, was uh, from the album Fire in the Kitchen from Corkman, Bobby O'Donovan. Bobby's been on mm -hmm. to me uh, quite a bit now lately, Mark, and uh, we played a track from him last week, and there's one yep. from him this week. And we might even get him on for a bit of crack next week 
originally yeah. from Cork, spent a lot of time in Florida, was with Ryan's Fancy, and he's now, since January, back in Toronto. So there you go. Right. Oh, we should we should get him on for sure. Oh, for yeah, indeed. Yeah, we'll have a few yeah. local artists on maybe next week to have a chat about uh, how they're coping through the whole yeah. COVID thing. So Super. very good. So just want to give an update. Uh, there was one of the games going on there while we've been on air, and that's Arsenal-Brighton, and Brighton have taken down Arsenal 2-1. So there you go. That's an update from the Premier League. And oh. uh, there's just a team above Arsenal there, Mark. That's uh, Spurs. So Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? No problem. No, no? That's, uh, that's a great result. That's a great result for us, Kenny. It's hard to you believe know? now, to be true, uh, that Spurs are in eighth and Arsenal are in ninth. Ah, sure. Listen, so we'll, we won't be there for long. We'll be all right. No. Okay. You fancy yourselves getting into the top four, top five, maybe? Yeah. Come here. Your lads are at it when? Tomorrow or today? Tomorrow. Yeah, big game. And uh, on that, by the way, uh, I, I was reading there during the week that the RDS is opening up their uh, their stadium. And on the big screen, they're showing Liverpool versus Everton as a drive-in. A uh, family of four can come in there and uh, watch the game on the big screen there at the RDS. So that's something yeah. new, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Now, Kenny, I'm uh, I'm I'm heading out for a game of golf today. And I'm it's about well to for you, Mark. It's well for you. I'm I'm about to pull up to a fella, and he's going to be giving us our COVID nineteen instructions. So that all of our listeners will probably get his instructions as well. Well, if you listen in. Well, why don't we say goodbye to you? Enjoy your round. I'll play a few more tracks here for the folks. I got one for you, and uh, I know it's one of uh, was your one of your dad's favorite uh, singing songs, Marco. So we'll have that on a little. It's actually a bit of Joe Dolan, and believe it or not, it is one of Roger's favorite. He requested this for today now for Father's Day, so we'll play that a little bit later, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to hit them straight after hearing it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You enjoy your game, and uh, thanks, Kenny. We'll chat to you next week and I'll play. Uh, all right. Okay, Great. folks. Well, that's it from Marco. Uh, we'll sign him off. This is a uh, a track that um, is from a band called A Lazarus Soul. They're out of Dublin. Uh, fantastic uh, album. It's called The D They Put Between the R and the L. What a very clever title for an album, if you get it. And... Uh, Maybe an example of that is the Wirtled. Yeah, get it? The D they put between the R and the L. Fantastic. This is a great song. Um, listen to the lyrics here. The Long Balconies. First day of April 1963 Mother fell in the lap of luxury Still tell to the day they handed her the keys Second floor palace, the long balconies They did a little dealing in the shade Still of the cops and priests, they were afraid They hung their washing out there on parade And there was good drying Nothing was spared, what they had they shared they kept their worries to themselves They knit the community Of the long balconies Days they were rough But no one got upset Our little homes immaculately kept The accent was flattened Of that we were proud 
But only as much as our poverty allowed Woke Sunday morning by a jobless anger After Saturday evening down the black and amber Two scruffy umflers belting out folk standards They sang their hearts out No one was scared What we had we shared We kept our troubles to ourselves We lit the community Of the long balcony Whether by flaw or design I suspect They let our kingdom fall into neglect The promises broke the second we had voted They said that they cared but had another motive So that the high-tech hadn't far to venture They needed homes beside the city centre We watched our neighbours slowly disappear And we cried our eyes out We became scared, what we had they shared They had it sewn up for themselves They split the community Of the long balconies But we had a dream, you see In the long balconies To never have to Lazarus Soul is the name of the band and the album, um, that track there, sorry, is called Long Balconies. So check them out. All right. Um, I wanted to give a mention too that on uh, Ireland Park Foundation, there's a great article on the first responders, remembering the first responders of 1847. And they've put out a piece by Dr. Laura Smith that you can check out on IrelandParkFoundation.com. And it talks about, of course, Dr. George Robert Grissett. A park that was to open in Toronto this year has now been pushed back to uh, next year. But uh, Grissett had lobbied the authorities for the position to treat the sick and dying Irishmen, women and children who were suffering from typhus. Um, there was a 60% mortality rate on that disease. And um, on the 18th of June there, just this past week, it was 173 years ago that Dr. Grisset took up his charge and um, sadly passed away less than a month later on the 16th of July, 1847, um, and died of that very disease. But there were many others from across 
Canada, Ireland and England and uh, who were, of course, those first responders. But check that out. There's, uh, as I say, it's a great article there from uh, Dr. Laura Smith and it's on Ireland Park Foundation. You can find it and uh, there's some good reading there. Okay, a little bit more music here for you. This fella is from Mayo. He goes by the trading name Faraway Martin. And this is the second release. He hasn't put out an album or, or an EP yet, but he has a bunch of singles out there. And this one is called Falling in Your Sleep. He has been living away, actually. He's been in Qatar, and uh, but from Mayo and has been touring around the world before COVID, of course, uh, playing his music, but uh, is based there in Doha. And here is a track called Falling in Your Sleep. I feel your heartbeat on the old waistline And guess what, it's the same as mine What does that mean? Circulation, but I'm not alarmed. I kinda like it for now. My right arm may not have much feeling, but I got plenty somewhere else. I mean it. I stick out my leg, cause I can't stand the heat. What's the chances of me catching some sleep tonight? If you're falling in your sleep, I hope you're 
slim attraction there in Wagon Wheel and before that my old man Faraway Martin and a single from him Fallen in Your Sleep. He's got a, a few good uh, singles that you can check out. No album just yet but I'm sure 
at some stage in 2020, we'll see something from him. All right, we've got time for a couple more tracks here before we uh, say goodbye to you. We've got the chorus coming up here with Summer Sunshine, just because it is. And a uh, request in from Sligo there, My Way. Now, the man himself wanted it by Frank Sinatra, but sure, it's an Irish show we have here, so I had to pick out, out of the hat, Mr. Joe Dolan. And I know this song also was a party piece for Mark's dad, so... As I say, it might bring an old tear to Mark on the first T-block there, but uh, we'll have that to close out the show. Until next week, folks, we look forward to chatting to you on Saturday. Take care. Song of Fall. Everyone's changing. I stay the same. I am certain 
I've lived a life that's full I've traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Regrets, I've had a few But then again, too few to mention I did what I had to do And saw it through Without exemption I planned each chartered course Each careful step Along the byway And more Much more than this I did it my way Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew I did it my 